Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to the 11th episode of the Sad Nos CDH podcast. The 100% no bias, truth only, top 10 decks in CDH. My name is Keen, better known as Varless, and I will be your host today. Joining me, as always, is my co-host and friend, Adam, better known as Poppyphobia. What's up, everybody? Kevin, also known as Tashu. Howdy, everybody. It's actually just the three of us today, but just because we are short-staffed, that does not mean we will have a shortage of bad takes. Which is perfect, because today's topic is the Sad Nas, 100%, no bias, truth-only, top 10 decks in the CDH meta right now. We will discuss what we, as individuals, think the best decks are right now, and hopefully come together to make the Sad Nas top 10 list. But before we get started, I think we have a few triggers to resolve in our upkeep. Adam, take it away. All right, yeah, so for our upkeep, to start with, we're going to shout out all of our high-tier patrons. Thank you to Usable Object, Cold Ramen, and Geo Justin, respectively. Actually, I'd like to just make a point. Uh, Cold Ramen, we don't really want to give much to Cold Ramen. He's a Lucina main. We don't We don't like those people around here. <laughs> I, I mean, damn, dude, you're really smashing them a new one. <laughs> it's thanks to people like you guys that we can continue to do this show. And if you would like to become a patron and get the special perks that it provides, you can find our Patreon link in the description. In upcoming tournaments, I, Adam, will be attending Punt City August 27th and 29th in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Along with that, some of the Sadnaws team will also be attending Oktoberfest November 18th through the 20th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Unfortunately, Punt City has already sold out, but Oktoberfest tickets have just gone on sale for everyone. So grab your tickets and come jam some comp games with us IRL. The MLC is reaching its final games, and even though I am no longer playing in it, I will be casting all of them live for Monarch Media. So make sure that you tune in and watch the semifinals and finals matches and support your favorite content creators. I know us as a team are rooting for our good friend Kai. Good luck, man, and hopefully you can good win luck. the MLC. Yeah. Um, in regards to content, we are also now available on all major podcast platforms, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We're also working on bringing some collaborations to the podcast in the future, along with some gameplay content very soon. If any content creators are listening and would like to join us for an episode in the future, please reach out to us through Twitter or through Discord. Speaking of Discord, please join our Discord. We have over 150 members now, and we are active daily. We pride ourselves on being one of the more community-driven content groups and love the feedback that we're getting from our Sad Nas family. You can talk to us about episodes, get deck-building advice, or just chat about your day. Link will be in the description if you want to join. We would love to have you there. And finally, don't forget to drop a like, leave a comment, or write a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Share us with your friends and help share our content on social media and join our Patreon if you'd like to support us even more. And with that being said, I think it's time to move to our main phase. So, for today's topic, we are discussing what we believe to be the top 10 decks in CDH during today's meta. This is our 100% no bias, truth only opinions. <laughs> but no they other are, facts. No other facts. It's just, yeah, they, because honestly, they are just that. They are opinions. If we forget your favorite deck or you think we have no idea what we're talking about, that is okay. You can leave a comment or come chat with us about it in our Discord, as our opinions are always changing. So, for this episode, we're going to go around the table and start with what we think the best decks are and go one by one down the list until we've expressed our top 10 decks. This is because we think the very best decks are a little bit more universal. A lot of people kind of agree what the best decks are, and it's easier to decide. But as you go lower down the list, things start to become more muddy, more opinions get thrown out there, and a lot more hot takes are thrown into the mix. 
Um, then at the end of this episode, we're going to come together and make a list as a team and come up with the Sad Nas Top 10. Uh, let's get started. So, um, Kian, what yep. do you think the best deck in CDH is? All right, well, going along with the trope of, you blue farmed your best deck in the format. <laughs> well, that's my number one. Blue farm, you know, you, you can't argue with it. It literally has, tight. Ty- I mean, you could, but you're wrong, Kevin. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> give me those looks. It has thorough... Thorical Consult, it can play the grindy game with Timna, it draws a ton of cards with Timna and Krom, it runs Breach Lines, it has Compact Savine Breach, it can run Necro FF, you know, bunch of good stuff. Four, four best colors in Magic. Um, I have the same number one as you. I also put Timna Krom Blue Farm. I know that there's this trope right, that we joke on the table or joke on the podcast that like, ah, Blue Farm is the best deck and everybody says it's the best yeah, deck. Farm. I think it holds some value. I yeah. think that Blue Farm has kind of historically underperformed in tournaments, mm. but I think that it still has the most top 16s out of any deck that exists. I think that its grind value is really, really strong. I personally like a deck that has tons of different ways to win the game in, in multiple different facets. I think Blue Farm really fits that bill well. And I think that it can use its commanders as a value engine outside of just trying to win the game, which I think is really needed in a meta right now where it really seems like you're either playing it's it's the meta right now is is very generic. It's you're either playing turbo mid ranger stacks and there's no in between. Um, And I think that blue farm fits perfectly in that mid range bill. And it's one of the better decks that that does that. Kevin, what's your number one? You're going to hate this. Uh, I put my, my Lady Najila number one. I think, so my, my number one priority when I'm looking at a deck for quality is one card win conditions. And when I say one card win conditions, I mean not your commanders, not your companions. The cards that you have to look for in your deck, how many cards do you have to search for to win the game? I put Blue Farm as two. We'll get there because of intuition. Intuition to me is disgusting, and it's a one-card win condition. However, Najila runs like eight one-card win conditions because all of them tutor Derevi, and you have a commander that wins the game without combos. You get fully hosed, whatever, bonk. The bonk potential to me is a huge backup that is better than just raw value because it wins the game as opposed to drawing you cards that might win you the game. And as much as I love Blue Farm... Five colors, better than four colors. You're just saying this because you want to play green. <laughs> I love green, but I think I think five color I think not putting a five color deck at the top is a mistake, and I don't see a reason that any other five color deck is better. I think that that's like that's a fair point, but I think that you you do lean heavily on a commander centric strategy with oh, Najila. And I think that saying that tutors count as one card win conditions because you only need one card to win the game is not a fair evaluation right because like sure any tutor goes and gets you derevi but that's that's still two cards you still have to tutor for derevi right? yeah but intuition wouldn't count then either because intuition only gets you breach which then and i don't consider well, intuition we, we never said intuitions yeah, a one i don't card. consider intuition a one card win condition i think intuition is a one card assembler right well, so same same thing for me Words, yeah, words, which is whatever. which is where I think that like that's where We're I evaluate. To define the, how, yeah, how many cards? If you draw that card, does it say you win the game shortly after? And the uh, answer to me, if, if if one card can do that, it's a one card win con. I am all okay. Well, I think we got 
or Adam, do you want to debate Kevin's picks? No, uh, I, I, okay. I think that, yeah, I, I stand by my pick. I think Blue Farm is probably still the, right. the better I, deck. I stand by my pick as well. It, it was hard for me. I almost wanted to do it too, but I wanted to rock the boat a little bit. Plus, my, my main logic was that other than Green Sun, all of those fucking Derevi tutors, they grab you fish. Which is a hell of a backup. Yeah, I mean, is a wizard. Being wizards doesn't matter. <laughs> wizard cycle. All right. Well, number two, I think Adam and I have the same one. Razakats. So Thrasios Timna. Um, so Razakath is a very powerful. As like as soon as Razakath got released, um, instant staple in CDH. Like reanimator strategies. By Kevin's uh, definition, it's a one card win condition. It's a one card win. You totally don't need other creatures to make it work. I genuinely, unironically agree with you. If you can cast it now, if you have to reanimate it or whatever, two cards. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. So like the Razakath's. Yeah, Razaketh with life and death is uh, really good. Um, this deck uh, offers a lot of compact win conditions as well, like Thoracol, uh, Oriok. It also has ability to grind out with um, Thrasios game plan as well. Um, I overall think it's a really, like, I wouldn't say balanced, but it covers a lot of bases. So, And that's what you want in tournament play. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I like I said when referring to Blue Farm, I really like a deck that has layered combos and has a lot of them. Uh, I feel like Razakats, Timnatana, or Timnathrasios Razakats is a deck that does that. I think that it has a lot of compact win conditions. It has a lot of um, not so compact win conditions, mm -hmm. but it can win the game with or without Razakath, and it utilizes those pieces very well for value outside of that, right? Mm -hmm. um, it can Bomberman draw its deck. It can draw its deck a multitude of any other ways with Thrasios. You can just Razakath Thoracle and win the game. There's a lot of ways to do that, and I like a deck that that has all of those pieces. Um, Kevin, what do you have for number two? My number two is Blue Farm, because I <laughs> couldn't fit two decks into the number one slot. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we've already been over Blue Farm pretty clear, you know. Mm -hmm. it's, it's literally Blue Farm is either one or two, and I think me putting it two is going to get me some flack, but, you okay. know. No, I think it's fair. Yeah. I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I think that that's, like, a fair analysis of where you think those decks stand in the meta. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Tim Thrasios is just well-proven. I think that it... It deserves to be, like, if you want to break down a top 10, right, yep. you have, like, top 3, top 5, and then top 10, right? That's, like, what people care about. So I think that, like, yeah, I would put my, I would still stand by Blue Farm and Razakets in the top I think three. not putting a Thrasio stack in the top 3 is true insanity. Yep. Yeah. Um, Which I did. So, <laughs> I'll start with number 3. Okay. Because I think that my number 3 might be very different from your guys's. Okay. For number 3, I put Cody Turbonaz. Okay. I think that this deck is one of the strongest decks that are out there right now. I think that everybody knows what it does, and I think that everybody understands what its game plan is. I think the deck is just so good at implementing that plan that people can't really stop it. You know, I think that it's a yes, it's a commander centric strategy, but it can still do its thing without needing its commander. It can still turbo naws, it can still go off, it can still do breach lines and win the game. And in any other way, it can still just Thoracle Consult, right? And I think that the consistency of the deck of just being able to try to win and then try to win again and then try to win again and the interaction package that it's built with, it's very strong. And it's very hard to say that it hasn't shown its power when you look at like the tournament meta. Um, Kian, what do you have for number two? Um, or number three? 
I have uh, Team or Pirate, so Tanner Malcolm. I think uh, this deck, a lot of people were sleeping on it to begin with, um, but more recently I think it's been getting a lot more traction, at least in our playgroup. Um, it offers very tight and uh, very compact Glinthorn lines, where like the game plan is turn turn one Dork, turn two Malcolm, turn three Attempt to Win. With Glinthorn, you can also do Niv Curiosity, and then it offers green for Creature Tutors, Eldritch Evolution, you know, Neo, Neo Farm, a bunch of other good stuff. So, yeah, I love it. I think it's very consistent, and not a lot of people can answer creature combos. I really like Teamer Pirates. Yeah. I think, like, I same boat. It's, it's my number three. Oh, it's your number three as well? Yes. So, for the same reason that, hell yeah, brother, <laughs> for the same reason that I jerk off Najila, Teamer Pirates is the same thing. You have all these bullshit green tutors that go grab you a bowl that's like, fuck you, I win. Right? And that, the reason I rated Najila so highly is the same reason you rated Teamer Pirates so highly. It's a deck that can play two creatures, one of which is your commander that you don't even have to look for. Yep. They're both three mana, which is cheap as fuck. And then you're like, I present a win. All your counter spells say non-creature. GG, have fun. Yep. No, I, I think Teamer Pirates is really strong. I think that you take a already good deck, which is Is It Pirates, and you give it creature tutors and lots of bonk. them. Yes. All of a sudden, bonk, bonk. that deck just gets taken to another level. Yep. I really like Teamer Pirates. I think it's really good. I just think it's not proven yet. So I, I agree with you, and that's why last night when I was arguing why I think that it's one of the strongest decks in the meta, I'm sticking my guns to it. I think the deck is underplayed, even though it is currently played quite Agreed. a bit. I, my, my best example is I saw, a, I forgot who it was, I was playing a spell table with some random dude, and I think either I played a Trinisphere or someone else did, and then the dude legitimately went one through a Trinisphere because he made so many goddamn treasures every turn. He didn't even Glinthorn, he just played... So many cards that dealt damage and made treasures that he won through a fucking Trinosphere. The va the value pieces in the deck are really fun. Yeah. Like when you consider like the ability to run things like Kedis and just make more treasures and then throw things in the ninety nine like Niv Mizzet and just be like, oh hey, it's secret commander. It's funny. Yeah, like shit like that. Like I really like that those pirates deck do that and like I think Malcolm's just that's yeah, really it's, good. It's a good <laughs> like, card. I yeah, I, I'm surprised <laughs> that like people like didn't for the longest time, didn't really consider Malcolm as like a great deck, and uh, it's definitely proven itself. But like I said earlier, me personally, I just don't don't think it's proven yet. In the tournament meta, I just don't see Teamer Pirates doing as much as it can. Whereas like I picked a deck like Cody because it's one major tournaments and then continues to place in major tournaments. Yep. So that's that's something to me that I value a lot as uh, tournament play. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I like the modularity of it. Like, you mentioned niv Mizzet Curiosity. Like, let's say whatever reason your Niv's gone or you can't get it right. Like, Curiosity still does something with all these cards that deal yeah. one damage. So, like, you can kind of take any one piece and staple it with any other piece, and you still got a pretty good combo. I mean, I win the game, but, like, draw eight cards is pretty good sometimes. Pretty yeah. Good. And then Eldritch Evolutioning Tana and Niv with Curiosity hand Disgusting. Pretty good. Disgusting. I, I think it could prove itself in tournament play, though. A lot of people like to stick to the... Four color good stuff or five color good stuff because it has a, like a lot of coverage to it, and they don't want to stick to like the linear game plan. Because when someone sits down with Tana Malcolm, you know what they're gonna do, like Glinthorn or Niv. When some when you sit across from like Thrasios Bile Smasher or something, you're like, what iteration is this guy on? I don't know what he's doing. What 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 do I need yeah, to four, stop this? Four guy? color you, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you secure your game plan. Yes, it's and, like everyone jerks off Kenrith, right? Yeah, you don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, they don't. Yeah. 
Um, for number four, Kevin, what's your number four deck? Oh, my number four is Razakats because again, I couldn't fit four decks into the top three. <laughs> I mean, I'm big on TNT. You're going to see Thrasios a lot in my list. Yeah. Um, I had a really hard time. I originally just had TNT, but I was like, wait a minute, fuck, there's like 11 different decks. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't personally like Raza that wait, much, but I know that it's Thrasios is in your top four but not your top three i said you're I, insane I, I said that but yeah like i don't know i i don't like raza as much but i recognize that it's really goddamn strong it's bonkers it's bonkers and like you sack your lands to tutor for your thoracle it's kind of brain dead yeah yeah it's pretty good um for my number four i put dawn waker thrasios i think that this deck is the epitome of the mid-range strategy i think that this is like the mid-range deck and I think that it does a really good job at being that. Mm -hmm. It really thrives in that type of meta. It has layered combos. It has a lot of layered combos. And I just enjoy playing against it. I enjoy playing with it. And I think that it's just a powerful list. And it's prove it's starting to prove itself in these tournament metas and starting to place very highly in a lot of these um, larger scale tournaments online and in person. And personally, I'm just a big fan of the list. Yeah. I'm with you. It's good. Uh, my number four, I have Cody. Um, Adam basically covered my thoughts on Cody. Um, very consistent. Um, can win without Cody. Um, even if stopped, it's pretty resilient. Um, can literally add Nas. And I, I've never seen Cody add Nas and lose. Yeah, it turns add Nas into like a peer. <laughs> like you're just drawing half your deck at yeah. that point. The the For me... For Cody, I think I'm with you guys. It's unbelievably strong, yep. but I think it's so fragile that I, I just can't respect it. I, I disagree. I, I don't think it's... I mean, yes, it's fragile if like the Profane Tutor or whatever gets stopped, but they still have backup plans. I think if, like, you're, if you're a poor pilot, you may get a fragile deck. Yeah. Maybe AJ has uh, skewed my understanding of the deck. Uh, what, what do you mean? Uh, yeah. I, I literally strip-mined him. We countered Cody, and then... Someone played the oof, and then he still won that game somehow. <laughs> I don't yeah, like, how do you do this? When I sit across from Cody, I play one null rod, and they're like, oh, and they just lose the game every time. I That's my experience. So I'm low on Cody, though. We're greedy players. Yeah. Um, yeah, right, well, I think I've heard I've heard Sick Robot say it, that like Cody is good at doing two things. It's good at winning the game, and it's good at stopping you from winning the game. Yep. So like is like you know as someone who says like I value like tournament metas if Cody's not winning it's drawing because it's stopping you from winning long enough to for the game to go to time you know is it's packed with so much interaction that it's really hard to win over a Cody so I think it just does really well um, I have it rated higher but obviously I can't get mad at you putting it at number four for number five I put Teamer Pirates i like the deck okay. i said i like yeah. the deck I, it had to be players. my it had to be in my top five mm -hmm. i just wasn't gonna put it in that top three i got a boring one it's uh don waker thrasios <laughs> so i mean we're all kind of on the same boat right like i think that thrasios is a fucking good card it's one of the best commanders ever printed and there's three general styles there's go find thoracle there's mm -hmm. i'm gonna draw a lot of cards and then there's i'm gonna draw infinite cards right i think of the like, I wanted to put Thra uh, Vasher's uh, green CST. CST. Yeah, because it's nasty. It runs like three or four infinite mana combos. Yeah. But why would That's you do that? basically Don Waker. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Don Waker's kind of just better. Like, you get red, which gives you deflecting SWAT, which, pretty fucking good card. And, so, and Breach and yeah, other but, things. Well, they don't play Breach and Don Waker. No. So, I, 
I, if I had to pick an infinite mana Thrasios list, it's Dawn Waker, and here it is. Okay, uh, my number five is Nagila Stacks. I think... Um, you put Nagila Stacks? I put Nagila Stacks. I, when I think Stacks, I think a disruptive piece with attackers, right? Because you want to have that clock there, and you want to have the disrupt or the disruptive elements that stop your opponents while also having the ability to kill your opponents, where you're not just sitting there like, oh... Okay, hopefully you don't remove my null rod. I can win in like twenty turns. No, you you Najila is so good in going. All right, like turn two Najila, turn three have four da four uh four damage. Ah, yeah. And then the multiplying damage. Yeah, I don't know. It's exponential I, scaling. I'm with you. So yeah. like uh, that's part of the reason I put Najila so high is because it's so fucking funny when someone like like I'll play turn one Najila right, and then someone else goes. Uh, rule of law. Have fun playing Doracle, and I'm like, it's like okay, okay. <laughs> uh, two to the power of two, two to the power of eight. Have fun, buddy. I'm going exponential. Yeah, and also I know this deck just got to the Brewers corner, but I think that it could, like, with more meta specific calls, I think it could be do really well in a tournament, which is why I put it on the list. I think out of all the stack decks, this has the most potential to win a tournament. I think what's really funny is like listening to our top five, our top five between all of us includes either Blue Farm, yep. Timna Thrasios, yep. Cody, Thrasios, Bruce, or Teamer Pirates, Teamer. or Najila. So we have like six decks that top five. are top five. Yeah. yeah. So like is, you're you're not as big on Najila, I'm not as big on Cody. I think we're both probably crazy for putting down two really good five colored decks. But like th those six decks are probably in the top five somewhere. Yeah, I think it's I think it's telling to how we think as a playgroup when you have like such little variance between your top five and what's what you, you guys as the listeners might not understand is that we did not discuss our individual top tens until right now right now so we just i sent everybody this prompt and we all came up with a list of our top 10 favorite decks so it's interesting to see that the top fives are so similar but this is kind of what we were referring to earlier when we said that the best decks are kind of um more universal a lot of people agree on what the best decks are to get into the muddy stuff uh oh. oh, number six. Boy. My number six deck is Kenrith Midrange. Okay. I like Kenrith. I like five color lists. I think that five color lists are good. I think that sometimes they're too generic. So I didn't want to put a Kenrith list in my top five because I feel like it's not, it doesn't have a, a, a real goal because it does so many things, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that doing so many things, you're a jack of all trades, master of none, and you're just gonna win games by being able to. And I and I think that Kenrith is the best deck at doing that. Kenrith can just win games by doing the thing. And so I put it at number six. Nice. Uh, I put Clark Sakashima. As much as people hate this deck and hate like the players that play it and make them sit down and resolve so many dice, Crark fucking Crark triggers. The the deck is good. After it gets three copies of Crark out, it just goes nuts. Because your interaction points with the deck become... Increasingly narrow. Yeah, decrease the more Crarks... Yeah. Bullshit flips happen. Fucking flips, you know, and then they can go, oh, bolt, bolt, bolt. Alright, I destroyed all, every single creature on the board. I'm just going to go off now. Yeah, I, got, so, I like it a lot. Yeah. I, I think Kark, or Kark Sakashima's good, right? Like, it has the same frog problem that, like, you let it go one step too far, and it just fucking yeah. is the game. It's Plus like it has if you let it go one step too far. It's the yeah. same problem as frog is once it's on the battlefield, they're going to start the thing. Yes. Yeah. So 
if you don't stop it before it gets on the battlefield, you've already there's a good chance you've lost. The point of no return is fucking behind you yep. and you missed your window. You uh, can just cross your fingers and hope they're really unlucky. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, right. Come like, on. And even that's not a good strategy. No, it's not. Because like they still usually have a win through it. Uh, my number six is a bit weirder. Um, I like first sliver food chain. <laughs> so I know I'm fucking crazy here. I played the deck. And I felt like I had the power of the sun in my hands, and I kept dropping it. It was It's a strong deck that, as I said, it has a lot of one-card win cons, right? Like, uh, both Tainted Pacts and uh, Demonic Consultation grab you your food chain, and on the way, they usually are going to grab your squee, right? And you just fucking win. Like, or, or your Thoracle and Praetor's Grasp. <laughs> you don't give a shit. You just need Brain Freeze, right? Because you cast, uh, you, you cast a food chain man a million times, and then you Brain Freeze, and then you fuck win the game. And he cast it from your deck for free. I don't know how good the deck actually is, but my experience <laughs> is it is. My, my, my couple times playing it is it's insane, and I've seen it played, and it seems insane. Maybe I'm fucking wild here, but I like it as a five-color deck because you back up. You've got the same bullshit as Cody, right? You still run all the fucking... A easy A plus Bs. You run a, a worse version of uh, Blue Farm. You run a worse <laughs> you, you run a worse Blue Farm okay. with the upside of Oops I food chain you goodbye. Um that's a very I, interesting okay. take. I personally I think that first sliver food chain was the best food chain deck until they came out with Rocco. And I think that being the best food chain deck does not make you a top ten deck. Um, food chain is one of those combos that I think is just, um, somewhat behind us as a meta. I think it still wins games, but I think it's very, um, it's a, it's too slow to be honest. It's too slow. And I, and, and, and that's just my opinion on it. Um, you don't see food chain very often. I mean, you see it now because like Rocco is really, really popular yeah. and Rocco's kind of solved at this point. Like people have figured it out and broke it, but like. Yeah, I, I personally, I, like, I play against food chain decks when I see, like, a guy that has, like, a Corvold deck from three years ago. And they're like, hey, check out my CDH deck. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know? Or, or Prosh deck. I, yeah, or you, Prosh, You yeah. still get Intuition. You still get Breach. I can get Solid. Yeah. I think First Sliver is better than Rocco food chain, yeah. per, personally. Because it's five colors. You get... Yeah, but, like, Rocco just kind black. of, like, gets you there. You so know? does First Sliver. That's, yeah, right but up. it's also Wooberg. So? So you have infinite mana. Again, you spicy just, You just here. need food chain plus Miss Holographin and internal scourge. You get squee. You get to run Miss Holographin, which you can in Rocco. Do you have first silver food chain as your top in your top No, 10? I don't fucking know. That deck, <laughs> that deck is like top fifteen or something. Nah, like, maybe, that's not bad though. No. I think fifteen is pretty close to six. That, I maybe I'm giving it too much. I, think I top wasn't 20 even maybe. considering <laughs> first it has a top twenty food chain whatsoever. All right. I don't know. Five color good. Number seven, Kevin. Uh-oh. My number seven uh, is TNT, Tender Consultation, Midrange. So just like how you like Kenrith as a midrange deck, um, I personally think that losing red hurts, but having two commanders that are much more grindy than Kenrith and much more reasonable to get out, mm -hmm. it gives you the same bullshit Thoracle plan that every other fucking boring TNT deck runs, except you also get to run just like value pieces, like training grounds, right? So... In your generic high color mid range, draw a bunch of cards, but not infinite cards. I like TNT the most. Adam, um, my number seven is Karkashima. I like Karkashima. I think people don't like it because of poor pilots on the deck. I think that the deck itself is way too good and wins way too many games. It just 
the triggers make it take a while to get there, but it's going to get there. They're still winning on turn four or five. It's mm. just you have to wait like a half hour for them to resolve the <laughs> triggers for them stuff. to get there. Yeah. yeah, I think the deck is just too good, um, and I think that it's proven on the tournament circuit, and I think it continues to prove itself in tournaments. I think the reason people get upset with it is it's, the, it, again, same problem. that It's fucking red-blue frog. It's won the game, but people are like, no, show me. Like, you yeah. could you could flip 138 tails in a row, do it. And it's like, dude, just fucking give up. He's won. Like, like there's a point at which when they present the win, you should just go, okay, I fucking, you win. Goodbye. Yeah. Um, what about you, Kian? I have, seven? I have a Nala. Ugh. So, y'all know I play Grixis a lot. I'm on, Rog's my boy. Rog's is my boy, but... Honestly, I think Anala is the best Grixis deck. You substitute Fastness with Rog for compact Spellseeker lines that not only like yes, they win you game, they win you the game. They can win you the game turn one, turn two, whatever. That's still pretty fast. But you also get the same Adnaz Breach Grixis, good stuff. I don't know. I just think that there's more combos added to this lit variant of Grixis than any other Grixis list. And that's why I think it's ranked higher up there. I think that is like the best part about Anala is that Anala just wins and then tries to win and then tries, tries to win, to win and then tries to win. Yeah. It's like, Grixis, the, but you have Spellseeker to just fucking get right. there. The, that's why it's I, not, I, and it's and it's, it's more than just Spellseeker too. It runs like ways to recur the spells that you've already cast and ways to continue to keep going and to yeah. keep trying things you've already tried. Like Anala is really strong. Every time I see an Anala deck, they their hand what no matter what hand they've kept, it's trying to win. You know, there's a lot of decks out there that they keep a value hand or they keep a hand that, you know, might help them accrue um, card advantage or whatever. No, Anala's hands just try to win. Yeah, it's yeah. just straight gas yeah. all the time, which is what you want from Grixis decks. I like Anala a lot. I will let you know now, Anala did not make my top 10. No. I have a different Grixis list yeah. in my top Same, 10. but honestly, my, my Grixis line, I could just literally throw one of like eight Grixis decks and like you could make the same points. So yeah, they're 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 very similar, and they do a lot of things the same way. Um, for number eight, I put as my number eight deck Winota, uh, Snowball Stacks, Avalanche I, or Snowball. Snowball Avalanche okay. is the non Kiki, the non combo version. Yeah, I really like Winota. I think if I'm going to put a Stacks deck on my list of top ten decks. If I'm being 100% honest, I would probably choose one of Charles' Mono White decks. Infinity on High. Not even Infinity on High, but just like I think that Mono White is probably the strongest stacks, decks that exist out there. The only problem is that you need to be a good enough pilot to make them work, and that puts them really low on my list. Comedian made a really good video last week where he was doing kind of like tier lists of what he thinks of monocolored decks, and his mono white decks were ranked the highest. But they were with the, with the stipulation that if you don't know how to play stacks, these decks will not work for you. Um, and that's how I feel when it comes to stacks. Winota, you do not know how to play. You do not need to know how to play stacks. Winota will it's do turbo it. Turbo stacks. Winota will do it for you. Yep. Um, it's commander centric. That's its biggest weakness, but it wins games. Like. Winota will just get you there and just get you to win games. I think it's really strong, um, and I think that you don't even have to be a good pilot to to, to get it there. So I, I really like it. Uh, Kevin, what do you have for your number eight? Number eight, uh, I mean, I had to put a Kenrith list on here, sadly. I went with Hermit Druid. Um, I mean, I, there's a lot of good Kenrith lists. I don't know. I, I've played a lot of them, and I liked the Hermit Druid one the most. 
Same thing before. One card win cons. You have all this bullshit that gets out your druid. And then once you've got your shit in your bin, you know, you have... If you keep breach in hand, you've got more fucking breach lines if your Thoracle fails afterwards. I don't really know. I mean, I put Hermit Druid, but frankly, I just kind of... This is just my Kenrith slot. You can just fucking do whatever. I, I don't care. <laughs> for those, Kenrith is number eight. Kenrith, for, for those of you that haven't figured it out, Kevin is the guy to say, well, this deck just has more colors. <laughs> <laughs> I like colors, bro. More colors equals more How many, So you have Najila. You have Let me go down my list. I have Kenrith. Five color, four color, three color, four color, four color, five color, four color, five color... Three color, two color. Okay, so okay. you get some lower ones at the end, but still, I, I am. Uh, I like Kenrith. I think Kenrith does deserve to have a deck in the top ten. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one. He does honestly. He just does everything. I think yeah. mid range is a lot. I, I don't know. Stacks works. Yes, yeah, stacks. Too. He fucking does I, everything. I think there's certain decks that do things better, right? So I think that like there's four color lists that just do Hermit, Hermit Druid, Druid better. better. And then there's stuff like this. So like, I really like Kenrith. Like you can say Razaketh is really good in Kenrith, right? Cause he can reanimate, but also there's four color decks with dedicated slots for it that yeah. just work better. And that's my problem. The, yeah. So I think that like, it's fair to rank him lower because it's, it does like what I said earlier, Jack of all trades, master of none. Like you kind of do too many things sometimes. Mm. And that, that's and my like, experience yeah. is that you get weird clunky hands that are just like, one half of one combo and one half of the other combo. And realistically, like, I put TNT Razakats, but I think, like, Razakats in general is very good, no matter what commander you put that can run it, right? Yeah, that can make it work. Yeah. Same thing with midrange, same thing with Hermit Druid. For me, this is my, like, Hermit Druid's around here, Kenrith is around here. Yeah. Speaking of Hermit Druid, I have Thrasia Spile Smasher Hermit Druid. So, I think... I. Th- I think this is on the Brewer's Corner or on the DDB, but I think this, this list is... There is a version... I believe on the Brewer's Corner. Okay. The best version has not yet been associated with the database yet. Yeah. And I would argue that that's Gustav's list. Sure. So I, I think Hermit Druid's very. Uh, we hate. I don't. I wouldn't say hate, but we. I know in our couple of our DDB episodes, we kind of shit on Hermit Druid for being like, ah, if they just play Hermit Druid and we kill it, like that, that doesn't do anything. Bad combo, but. The more that we've at least talked to the community, that they're like, "Oh no, Hermit Druid is pretty prevalent, and it's it's a good it's a good win condition." We've we've been so, proven wrong at this point. I, yeah, honestly, we, we have to admit that mistake. Hermit Druid is gas, and true. we were just shitting on it for not. I listened to you guys shit on Hermit Druid in my car, and I was like hitting my steering wheel, like, "What is wrong with you people?" <laughs> well, Hermit Druid is yeah, the fucking her- JoJo like uh, menacing emoji. Just like the moment you play it, it's just sitting there <laughs> like, "Uh oh, the goes are coming out." Like it's fucking scary. Yeah. So with this deck, it gets access to. I, I really think Jun Hermit Druid is really powerful because you can. Um, I forgot the name of the card, but it's one and flashback shuffle three cards back on top. It's green. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's not Shredder mem- Memory. It's a green one. So you can do that with Breach Lines, but with this, you get to do that with blue. So that means backup. You also have access to Thoracle Shredder Memories. Um, also, you just get to run Thoracle Consult Breach. You know, four color Garbo nonsense as well as being a Hermit Druid Compact combo line. Um, I think that. <laughs> what I, I'm, I'm kind of yeah. with you though honestly yeah like, again, <laughs> sorry if, if, it, if your hermit druid fails you got breach in hand you're like whatever i have yeah. all these fucking cards like, in my okay. bed i'll just play them again it was a distraction to uh yeah it, it was a distraction while you uh got the thoracle consult in your hand exactly <laughs> adam all right um, number nine number nine burger king foot <laughs> <laughs> number nine burger king foot lettuce <laughs> 
Um, yeah, for number nine, I I put a Hermit Druid deck. I put Timnathrasios Hermit Druid. Um, like we yeah. said before, we were definitely mistaken. I think that like I put it so low because I don't. I'm currently building a Hermit Druid list. I don't know enough about Hermit Druid yet, and we don't see it a lot in our yeah. meta. I think it's proven itself a lot in tournaments and we things just like don't that. see it at all. So we're yeah, just so like, we mm. we don't experience it mm. personally. So that's where like our our. This is where the no bias bias comes into play because because <laughs> like I respect the deck, I respect the combo. It's just I, it's something that I don't have a lot of knowledge of. Yeah. So I've seen it a couple times online. I, it, it does well when it works. I mean, how fucking what's yeah. his name plays it in our meta? Who? Um, I don't remember. But nice <laughs> that guy. All right. Uh, what well, do you have for the, number the, nine? The, hold on. The only times I've seen Hermitrude go off, they flip their deck and then they lose. Like that—that's from my well, that's personal. That's a dog experience. shit player. I'm gonna be honest yes, with you. The, well, yes. we also like the only time we've seen Hermitrude is also like Grillnock decks, which we think suck anyways. Well, I've, I've like seen that. it on like spell, right. spell table and stuff, which I know those are not the most optimal pilots. Anyways, on num- number nine, Kevin. My number nine. Um, so this is just generic Grixis deck. I mean, I, and all it would have been a good pick, but I went with Armix Crom. Specifically because I like the Armix. I think Armix is really strong um, if you have a lot of creatures in your meta. And my experience is playing against Grixis decks. I play Oof, I play Dranith, you fucking lose. Right? So already I already got Rog out. My, my point being, <laughs> having a commander that deals with... Um, those pieces. Those, those, those pieces. annoying creature pieces. Yeah. I feel like it, it helps shore up the weakness. And while you get to stay compact, you only have three colors. Especially I think... while not needing combat to win. Exactly. I think like the biggest downside is like if you have a deck that relies on combat to win, you can't go to combat to remove some pieces because you need to save your combat step for your win attempt. Yeah, Whereas yeah. with an Armix deck, or at least most Armix decks that exist, you're not winning in combat. So you go to combat remove the creatures that are stopping you from winning the game and then win the game in your second main phase which i think is really strong yeah i mean i, I like armix a lot i mean you've you've changed my mind on armix and if i'm gonna put it with anyone it's fucking crom yeah um armix good <laughs> my number nine i've been playing this deck a lot recently is for tim natana 4c hulk like the, i think that this deck has a lot of avenues to win it can go with kiki lines it can do hulk lines with kiki it has uh leon and relic warder loops with uh mayhem devil and it has the ability just to grind out and play like a archon of Amiria or a deafening silence and just go to beat town with timna like it's a juiced up blood pod with a lot of other combo so i think it's a has good coverage yeah i'm kind of with you i mean I, I really wanted to put a hulk deck but i didn't know which one um so, I don't know. I, I think it's a good pick. Yeah. All right. For number 10, I put my Grixis pick. And for my Grixis pick, I put Silas Rog. I think that Silas Rog is probably... We're on number 9. Number 9, bro. We just did number 9. We did number 8. No, we didn't. Number 8 was my Winota pick. What, what was your number 8? Uh, Hermit my... Druid. Yep, you already Kendra. said that. What's your 9? My nine was Timnathrasios Hermit Druid. Okay. He went first. That's right. You're yeah. going. You're oh, going. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like I know I'm not tripping uh, here. What? Uh, yeah. So for number ten, I put Silas Rog. It's my Grixis pick. Kean's dancing in the corner because that's his baby deck. Um, I think that it just does Grixis really good. Uh, I think that it's the Grixis deck. I think it's the deck in the entire CDH meta that if you're trying to win first, this is the deck to play. I think this deck's always going to try to win first. Yeah. It's always going to try to be the first one to go off, and it's always going to be the one that makes you have it. Even when you do have it and you feel like you've stopped the deck, it's going to sneak up from behind you and drop a peer 
or drop something else that you didn't see coming or drop a necropotence or a doomsday or whatever they they are running that's another win condition that's a one card win those are true one card win conditions yeah. right so that i think silas rog does a really good job at doing that and it can sacrifice certain things like convoluted lines or lines that require a lot of pieces to do things like oh i'm just gonna necro for 30 final fortune win the game you okay. know or, or shit like that so i really like silas rog i think it's really fun i think it's one of the cooler um grixis decks and i don't think it's as fragile as people make it out to be what's your number 10 kian mad farm Jessica, now that's Je- fucking wild. <laughs> Holy I, shit. I think Jessica Timna. Um, yeah, you guys give me a look, but I think this deck has not only good coverage, but can it can also play the grind game with Jessica and ping all the little dorks. Like especially with Thrasios decks, they rely on their creatures, their mana dorks, their you know creature Malcolm, whatever. Goodbye. Um, it has access to turbo game plan with Adnaws, um, Compact, Oriok, Salvager Lines, um, Pier in the Abyss. You know, I don't know. I just think that it's a good three-color deck. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of low on Mardu in general, yep. but uh, that's just me. So my number 10 uh, is Winota. We've already kind of talked this one over, but, mm-hmm. you know, I had to put a Stacks deck, and I'm, I'm with Adam that Stacks decks are hard to play. I wanted to put my Dear Piggy up here, but frankly, I think that it uh, requires too many brain cells uh, with a total of eight. Uh, <laughs> Winota requires a negative amount of brain cells because it's just Najila, but fucking even less brain cells. You just swing your boys and have fun. Okay. Yeah, I think that... Uh... I think that covers our top 10 here. Yeah, I think that with when it were in regards to like Jessica Timna, Jessica's like the same thing as Armix. It's just a good thing out of the command zone that does the same thing as Armix in a lot of ways. It's just creature removal in the command zone yeah. that also it's is also your combo a, piece. Yeah. yeah, it's also outlet. So um, moving on to the flavor text of the week. For all of our new listeners out there, the flavor text of the week is where I, Kian, try to stump the, try to stump the Sad Nose team and you, the audience, with different cards flavor text throughout magic's history so for this week's flavor text we will do one flavor text for us as a group to try to figure it out and then one flavor text for us for the listeners at home as a reward whoever gets the flavor text correct in our flavor text channel in our discord make sure you use the spoiler tag we'll get a standard pack and so yeah no using scryfall so for the casts flavor texts i have it wants to remain a mystery, banishing the curious in favor of less inquisitive company. Read it again, please. It wants to remain a mystery, banishing the curious in a favor of less inquisitive company. Blue. I'm guessing it's blue. Is it not curiosity? Nope. Um, is... When, oh, fuck. Uh, so I don't know it right away. Is it a creature? Nope. It wants to ban wow. the curious. It's a removal spell. Is that correct? What? It's not a removal spell. Is it played in one of our top five decks? No. Okay. So it's fringe. It's a fringe card. Um, it want they, you, what is the text? They want to ban the curious. Yeah. Why did you have to keep it up? Uh, it wants to. It's just something about staying anonymous or staying hidden. Like he doesn't even know where the card is. He's went. scrolling through a list. Through a list. <laughs> it wants to remain a mystery, banishing the curious in favor of less inquisitive company. 
wants to remain a mystery, banishing the curious. So it doesn't like curiosity, which means that it doesn't like blue. What color hates blue? Black. Um, I think black hates blue. Black or... Yeah, it would either be black. It's a colorless card. Why do you always pick colorless cards? They're so stupid. The enemies of blue are white and black, it turns out. I looked at a magic card. (laughs) So it's it's a colorless card. It's colorless. The fuck? God, I don't know, man. Uh, It's not an all-rod, I know that. No. Uh, (laughs) There's not not a ton. Is it three mana and below? Yes. Three mana and below. A colorless card? Colorless card. It's not played in our top five decks. Is it a land? Nope. Okay, because I count as colorless. <laughs> um, I have no idea with this one. Um, does it make mana? Not directly. Oh, what the fuck? Springleaf drum. No. Uh, Paradise mantle. No. It's not a card that has mana on it, but it could make mana when used in conjunction with other cards. Oh, 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 oh. It's That's the it's head. the it's the uh, the fucking the thing that bounces the boys. What's it called? Cure cure uh curio? Oh. Clouds on curio. Clouds on curio? Yeah. Yeah. You look at my phone. I, I literally did. I literally did. I was like, what card does Keen like that's that's like, that's like one minutes. of the most that's like gotta be one of the most fringe cards in C D. What do you mean Darkside loops? It's playable, it's, it's just but like, very fringe. It is very yeah, fringe. Is Not fringe. a lot of decks use no. curio loops anymore. And then now for the flavor text for you guys at home. I tire of your prattle and your face. Make sure you say your answer in the flavor text channel. Spoiler. Make sure you use the spoiler tag. Don't use Scryfall. If you use Scryfall, I will know and I will send you bad juju on the pack that I send you. So, yeah. Okay. So, for the next segment of this episode, it's time for us to make a group list as to what we think the top 10 decks are between the three of us, okay. as we are the representatives of the Sad Nas team today. All right, so Goto, Goto, Get Raw, Get Raw, Goto. <laughs> um, 15 Najula lists. So let's start with the top five, because I think those are the easiest ones. Let's start with number one. I think we can agree on Blue Farm. I think Farm. Blue Farm. Blue Farm. My pick was wild, but I honestly, I, I like it as number one. Okay. I think the farm. So in reference to our other picks, right, for number two... I had Tim Nathrasios. You we had Tim Nathrasios. I had Razakats as four. As four. So, you had Blue Farm as number two, and you had Najila as number one. I think Najila needs to see top five, but I'm okay with Razakats being above it, frankly. Yeah. Okay, so I, I agree with that. I think Tim Nathrasios, Razakats stays number at two. number two. So Razakats I agree. Two. So does Team or Pirates go three or four? Or five? I, I, think, I think Team or Pirates... Uh, I, don't, I don't like Cody as much, but that's just me. I don't know. I, feel. I, I don't think that Teamer Pirates makes top three. I think Cody's at three. I have Cody at three, but that was my personal list. You have Cody four, and I have Cody at like 12. Yeah. I have you have Cody three. out of the top ten. I don't have Najila in my top ten either, though. Um, What's number three? We also I've also got Don Waker Thrasios here. I have Don Waker Thrasios as number four. Cody's above that. Uh, do you think so? Yes. I think okay. that you have to put a turbo I'm, I'm okay with putting Cody three if we put Team or Pirates four. Or hold on, hold on. We need Najila in there, bro. Put, 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 put the Najila up there. Well, no. you, got, you got one Najila fifth, and I I've got Najila it first. Fifth. We can I, all be wrong. I think, okay, so I think you can put... I would put Najila fifth. Um, I would also put Najila. I would put Najila at like five for top five. Five? What yeah. would you put four then? I would probably do Dawn something Waker like... or... Well, I have Dawn Pirates. Waker in my top five, and I have Cody in my top five. I, I think Cody's number three. I would be I would I would be fair to say Blue Farm, Razakets, Cody, 
Don Waker, Najila. I think it's crazy not to put team or pirates. In. That's what I'm saying. I think Don Waker's below Najila. So I'm okay with putting Cody third if you put team Najila fourth, fourth, and I like team or pirates fifth. I think Najila's And then what? Don Waker pirates. goes sixth? I think that's reasonable. I, I think Najila after pirates. Really? Yeah. I, I, I think I like... pirates is four, Najila five. Interesting. I, I think I, pirates. It's more linear. I think I like pirates better than Najila. I do really? Too. You don't yeah. like having the the backup of five colors with a commander that casts both uh, deflecting SWAT and blue deflecting SWAT? No, because you on team or pirates, you're more more up on a linear line, and you don't require. I mean, you do require opponents technically, but if the, I think they're very the board, similar. I guess that's if, a fair if point. the board is mucked up with blockers, that then, is, then that you is can't true. get in with Drevi. I'm okay with that, honestly. I think Team of Pirates is gas. And frankly, the fact that you don't actually have to hit is pretty nice. Yeah. Like it's with Najila, attack. You, you do have to hit. Yeah. With so then attack. are we going. So uh, what I'm understanding is Blue Farm, Razakets, Cody. Cody. Cody, Team of Pirates, Najila. Yes. I'm okay with that. I think that's perfectly okay. reasonable. That that fits my categories. Cody. My agenda. Your agenda. Green agenda. <laughs> Team of Pirates, and then Najila. All right, for six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So six, are we all in agreement? Don Waker, Thrasios. Yeah, I agree. Yes, okay. it's five for me. Uh, I don't think First Liver makes it. Really, no, really, I really, don't think so. My answer there really is less First Liver and more just another five g- color. General, another five generally color five color shit. I just I didn't want to put fucking like Kenrith twice, man. Uh, yeah. seven, um, Silas Rog. No, no. Um, <laughs> I, I think seven. I think either a Clark mid range. I think a Kenrith deck I think or Krark. So my, my answer personally is Kenrith slash TNT midrange. I, I, think, I think both of them do damn near the same thing, and they're both really good midrange decks. I would rather put... I'd rather put Karkashima. Really? No, I would I would rather put Kenrith midrange. I think Karkashima goes below that Kenrith midrange deck. Mm. I would uh, agree with that, honestly. So, I mean, I, I'm okay with putting Kenrith midrange, but in my heart, it's still tender consultation. I like the deck with less colors, weirdly enough. I think Kenrith is too loose. I think it would go Kenrith and then Krakashima, personally. I think Krakashima is above Kenrith. I, I'm with Adam here. I think Krakashima is slightly lower. I like I like five color mid range good stuff. It does a lot. I of think shit. that we just I, I think that we just encounter a lot of muddy Kenrith decks in our meta, where we have people that aren't playing maybe the most optimized Kenrith list, but playing because Kenrith allows them to play their pet cards or their pet combos. Which people do. Which and, people do, which and it's totally fine. But what I'm saying is like when you talk about like in a tournament setting, in a tournament deck, I think the Kenrith decks there are much different than what we see. Correct. Yes. But Karkashima Karkashima still has like more powerful. A Kenrith, it's, it's a Kenrith deck just won the last play DH C D H tournament. Karkashima hasn't won a tournament in months. Te- technically, you know, there's some tournament rules for no, 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 no tournament. No, 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 no tournament has banned it yet. All so. right, whatever. Okay, Kenrith midrange bullshit. Whatever. The and then Kirkushima. Yeah. My okay. only stipulation to this is you have to put Rog somewhere on this list. No, we have to decide yet what our Grixis. I want to put Rog Rog at number. Coming <laughs> <laughs> at number nine. Kirkushima, and then we do Kirkushima. Okay. Rog Rog. Um, I'm not gonna hate Kirkushima. Do, do we make a stacks list on here at all? Because we're so getting close. We're we're at the point where I think stacks needs to come into play. We're at number we, nine. I, th- I we think all agree four color Hulk. That's my. Vote. I like four color Hulk. My problem is I think it's eleven through fourteen. It's like it's I don't think it's point. enough dedicated stacks. Correct. I think you that for stacks. I think that what'd you say? You don't need stacks in a Hulk deck. Are you? You're not even. You're not even calling it a stacks deck. No. Okay. So what I'm saying is that we have nine and ten. I think you have to fit a stacks list and a and a Grixis list here. Not not okay, even fine. Well, no to Silas Rog. 
I don't think Silas Rogg, but I think Winota is probably two. I would probably rather pick Anala than Silas Rogg. I'm with you, actually. I like your so Anala So my pick? pick. <laughs> like, so I, I would... like how the two of you flipped. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking, like, your defense yeah. is right. Like, Anala, Anala just I think, has more stuff. I think Anala just does more and attempts yeah. more. However, I, I think that same thing for me being like, oh, Kenrith, it could be TNT consultation. I think here you could just put Grixis list, right? Like, they're all going to be about the same. It's just what flavor do you want to play? Insert Grixis mommy here. Exactly. I think Anala's probably the best one but i still like armix chrome because i again i feel like it shores up the weaknesses of grixis i mean if they have creatures out you should have won already not always i could turn one oof before you go it happens feels bad bounce spell um so yeah i mean what do you guys think winota and anala i'll put anala nine and then i think winota 10 i think winota above Anala. really i think so as well okay fuck it send it the amount of times adam has like absolutely decimated me with Winota by like, turn three, I sitting there. I can't play the game. You have two Thalias out, uh, a rule law. Um, I can't cast spells. <laughs> I can only cast one a turn. And they're not the spells I want to cast. spells I want to cast. <laughs> so yeah. right now, no, no, we can talk Feels about if we right. don't agree with this. But right now, the iteration we have is for our number one best deck in the format, we have Blue Farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our number two best deck, we have... Timnath or Asios Razakets. And for our number three best deck, which might be the only pick that's kind of controversial to the audience, would be Cody Turbonaz. Yeah. I think that's our, our as a group, controversial pick. I, would I like, know that's not how other people see it. I will still stand my flag up. I do not. I, I think Cody is a tournament deck. I do not think it is solid in just one game. I don't think that people should play Cody, like, for fun. I think that that deck sucks to play for fun. I think It's a win deck. I think everybody at your table is going to hate you. and I, well, Not hate you, but they're going to... It's not fun to play, and it's not fun for it, people yeah. to play it's, against. So it's less that you guys know about this. I played competitive Pokemon for a while. Every single fucking deck in that game, it's literally like, okay, 7 out of 10 matchups, I just auto win, and then the 3 matchups I don't, I auto lose. You literally could show up and be like, what's your deck? Oh, you're playing that? I lose. So or I win. Pretty much. And, like, I, I, Cody does that. Cody brings Pokemon to Magic. It's like, oh, you're playing Cody? I have uh, Nullrod and fucking Oof turn one and two. And you're like, I fucking lose. I got Dranith and Oof. I lose. Like, oh, you guys don't have interaction? There's a, there's a lot of decks that are like that, though. There's yeah, That's there more are. than just Cody. Yeah. Um, I think that's CDH, though, because there's that one or two stacks piece that just hoses a majority of it's all combo It's, it's all very matchup-based. Yeah. Um, number four, we put Teamer Pirates. That's another I one. I agree. No. I no, agree it's another one that other people might not agree with, but us as a group are really high on Teamer Pirates. I think we, I think we've been having the Teamer Pirates fever, like Teamer fever. I, I, we have I the Teamer fever. Teamer fever. <laughs> Straight up though, come back in a year and tell me that Malcolm is not like, oh, I always knew Malcolm was the be- he was right behind Thrasios was the best. Guy. Just <laughs> yeah. watch, dude. Malcolm's fucking disgusting. Well, we we're in this. Well, this is the year of treasures, so like it yeah. does make sense to have a commander that makes them very high on the list. Corvold soothing. Um, well, I think it goes Timna Thrasios. And then, yeah. Um, next, we have number five, uh, Najila. Pretty clear pick. Uh, number six, we have Dawn Waker Thrasios. Um, I think that that list is still proving itself to a lot of people, but yeah, I think we're, we're not uh, that high I, I think we're a little ahead of the curve with yeah. think like yeah calling well, it good right now. Let me put it this way: you right. could replace that with Green CST. Just Infinite Mana Thrasios is the number six yeah. spot. It's <laughs> like make Infinite Mana go bare. Um, number seven, we have Kenrith Midrange, five color good stuff. Yeah. Uh, number eight, we have Karkashima. I think Kirkushima, if you're going to pick low-color decks, it's one of the best ones that exist. I think that so, I think also could be con- controversial. I think it's controversial, but like as a Frog player, I think Kirkushima is the best two-color deck. I Personally, 
I kind of agree. I think that like if you're gonna play two color, I think is it is one of the best for sure combos you're gonna play. I was I gonna put Niv on my top, but then I was like, no, Crux Niv is good, but it's also just like Draneth just stops you. I've watched too many fucking playing with power and, and play to win videos where Kark player just does dumb shit for fucking thirty minutes and then yeah. they like win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um then um number eight, we have Winota. I think you just need stacks representation on here. That's number nine, right? Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Number nine. Number nine we have Winota. I think you need stacks representation. I think right now Winota is like tier one stacks. Yeah. When you're talking about what's in the meta currently. So I think that that's just a good example of that. Yeah. And then number ten, we have a, a Grixis representative Anala. I think that you can play four color piles, five color piles, whatever you want to play. But Grixis is kind of always has and always will be around and yeah. is a top. It's it's in low color colors, right? Because I consider anything three colors and below low colors. It's like mid, but it, yeah. it trims the fat, right? Yeah. Red, blue, black. It it's, takes blue farm, it trims the fat, and it makes it go fucking fast. It's nitrous. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's our list. Blue farm, Razakets, Cody, Teamer Pirates, Najila, Don Waker Thrasios, Kenrith Midrange, Karkashima, Winoda, and Anala in that order. In that order. 100%. How many no ladies bias. on that list? How Truth many ladies? Only. Anala, Winoda, um, Najila. Timna shows up. Timna shows up twice. Timna. There's a lot of ladies on this list. A lot of ladies on this list. Red and a book. Head. And a, and book. a book. <laughs> Fuck yeah, keeping it non-human. Keeping it non-hundred. All right, that was our hundred percent truth. Um, no, no bias. No, bias. Uh, no truth. One hundred percent bias. No truth. One hundred percent bias. Straight bullshit. I mean facts. <laughs> All right, so so that was a very fun topic for today's episode. Um, too bad we couldn't have four people on. We understand that sub that subjective lists like this can sometimes be controversial in our community. Please keep in mind that we are just, we think that these decks are the best to be playing in the current meta. We don't think that any deck that didn't make the list sucks. Any deck that can win a game in CDH and it's more about who is the pilot. Any deck can win a game in CDH <laughs> and it's more about who is the You're pilot. Really, really that struggling with this one today. <laughs> who is the pilot that determines the outcome of, outcome of the game. So play what you want and take this list as seriously as you want to or not or not and if you have any of your own opinions please share share them with us we love to talk about this stuff but don't burn us at the stake for our shitty takes but now that that's out of the way let's play feeding the fish volume now bro he's just a grixis player just turn that shit up sorry uh, for, these of you, for those of you that don't know, Feeding the Fish is a game we play in our podcast where uh, there are four five-minute rounds, in this case only three. For each round, each person has two minutes to feed the fish or pick a topic uh, and then defend that topic to the death on that theme of each week. The fish or the rest of the podcast have three minutes collectively to either agree or disagree with the defending speaker. All time is interrupted and there are no rebuttals. For this week's Feeding the Fish, we will need each member to pick one deck list that they think is underrated or unappreciated and could have made our top ten list, but didn't for one reason or another. So, who wants to start? Um, I think that I will start. Okay, let's. I'll get a timer up. Bada boom, bada bing. Um, timer. And we'll set it to three minutes and not three hours like I did last time. <laughs> okay, it looks like we're doing two minutes instead. So, and three Two, one, start. Yep. So, uh, like I said earlier, I would pick a mono white deck. 
I think if I was going to pick a mono white deck that I would want to make this list, I would probably choose, like, if I wanted to be, like, um, like very generic, I'd probably choose Heliod Ballista. I think Heliod Ballista is a dedicated stacks deck. It is really high-performing, and it um, just does the thing really well. Um, I think if I wanted to be more controversial, I would probably pick, like... Um, the mono white guy or Elvaldi's infinity on high list. I think that list though requires such immense game knowledge that if you are not confident playing it, you will not do well with it. Um, I've been on the deck for a few months now, ever since he top forward with it at Marchesa and it's pure gas. If you know how to politic really well and you know the opposing decks at the table really well, you need to know what, game pieces impact the game in the most important way when you're playing stacks and i think that that's where mono white has some flaws um but yeah i would probably pick a mono white deck i'd probably pick heliad ballista it's probably the easiest pick it's a safe pick and i think that it um really showcases the stacks archetype really well um and i think that it's very deserving of a spot in the top 10 if not the top 10 then definitely in like if we extended this list to 20 decks i think that you see a lot more low color lists really showing up and really um, deserving that extra spot. I think if you're going to pick monocolor anything, mono white's probably the strongest archetype to say makes the top tier of CEDH. Yeah. And that's my argument. Okay, and that's just time. We'll do that. And then Ken, we'll have two minutes starting now. You can go for All it. All right. Um, I don't really have anything to argue with you about. I, I agree that um, probably mono white's like the best monocolor deck um, from a stacks point of view or just the best monocolor deck in general. Um I don't really have too much to add, Kevin. What, what what you got? I like Pig more than Mono White, personally. I think it takes slightly less brain power and is a better deck. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of with you. Your take's not really controversial. I think if we extend it to 25, a lot of weird decks are going to start showing up. I think there's a whole plethora of bullshit Mono White decks. You know, there's... I mean, you just said Heliod, but, like, there's just all sorts of weird shit you can play. So... I don't think it's a too controversial take, but I think it would be low on the list of 25. I don't think it would be in the 15 to, to 11 yeah. range. So I'm, I'm good on it. I really wish I could like say things. Too <laughs> um, bad. I'll, I'll go next. Okay, Ken, and two minutes on the clock. Okay, so for the deck that I felt was, or the deck archetype that I felt was underrepresented in our list was Dargo decks. So I believe that Dargo deck, like Dargo, like it took a while. At first I thought that card was like absolute fucking garbage like what why would you want to play this then it's like wait it he just combos with literally every everything and he's a seven five beat stick in the command zone so um the i know there's the jun dargo list but the dargo list that i want to bring up what is the timna dargo list this deck is absolute gas okay so it has the timna grind plan as well as being able to combo with dargo uh, sacrifice it to cast Peer in the Abyss. It runs LED. It runs Razaketh lines. It runs Underworld Breach lines. Like, what? And Dargo has Trample. I don't know. It's a 7-5. I, I don't understand. It's... it's. I, I feel like Dargo um, is underplayed while being, like, an extremely powerful commander. That's all I got. Okay. Time on clock. Adam, you want to start or want me? Uh, I can start. I like Dargo lists. I think Dargo's really cool. I don't know if Dargo makes, like, the top ten, though. And I don't think that it's, like, that good. I think that turbo decks fall into a really weird spot when it comes to, like, determining deck power, right? Yeah. Because turbo decks are good at doing that thing really quickly. 
Um, they but, have to do something else, though. They have to not fucking stumble and fail. Yeah, but Dargo does that. I think that Dargo is like a good piece out of the command zone that can really help you kind of like stay afloat and stay on top of things in the mid-range world. But I think that, um, you know, in regards to turbo, it's really hard for me to evaluate certain turbo lists as like the best in the game. I think I really put Cody there as a, as a representation of that archetype, but it's also like the best that, that does it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I, I like Dargo a lot. Um, I was talking to McKean about this beforehand. I like the idea of Dargo Thrasios just because you do all the dumb Dargo shit, right? But then you can neoform him into the whole Breaker Horror. You make infinite mana, you Thrasios people, them out, whatever. Like, Dargo's a 7-drop, so you can immediately slam him into, uh, you know, 8-drop. He makes infinite mana for the Thrasios. I, I don't know, I like Dargo. And also, 7 fucking attack is really powerful because that's 3 bonks for a 21 commander hit. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't think that's spicy at all. Go to Bonk Bonk. Alright, uh, Kevin. My fish. Your fish. Has begun. I'm bringing out on no stops. Number 11. My boy from the swamp. I'm just fucking with you. It's oh. not Gitrog. We're bringing Rocco. I think Rocco is seriously number 11, number 12. I don't know exactly. That motherfucker is in the shadows and I don't know why. Because as Adam said, he is solved. But goddamn, is it good. You tutor any fucking hate piece out of your deck. You tutor your combos. You're in Naya, which is a weird color for CDH, but it's got red, which is arguably the best color. It's got white, which is, well, kind of a shit color. It's the best support color. And you got green, which is, like, the the zeroth best color. It's broken, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like Rocco a lot. I mean, I, I liked Minsk a lot beforehand, and then Rocco came out, and I went, holy shit, this is fucking Minsk. Except there's also a goddamn Court of Calling attached to him. And he wins with Food Chain. This is dumb. So, yeah, my, my answer is uh, recommend. I really like Rocco. I think Rocco is unproven. I think it's solved. I think the deck is in a really good spot. I think we're about to see where it takes us. Um, I'm, I would reserve putting it in the top 10 or in that top echelon of commanders just yet. I think we need to see it prove itself more and really develop as a deck. But I think that Agreed. it's going... To, I think it's one of the... I, like, if we wanted to call it now, I love what Michael's done with the deck. Michael Levine, who's done the, like, Stacks Food Chain variant of it. There's I know there's other lists that are out there that are doing different things, but I think that this deck is really fucking good. Um, and until other people kind of figure out how to solve that it's solved, you know, like they do with other lists, like Winota and Gitrog and stuff like that, that we're going to see it kind of run through a lot of games really quickly. Yeah, but I agree. Okay, nothing <laughs> else to add. No. Um... Awesome. Well, that now, was the lightning round. That was the lightning round. Literally zero fucking yeah. spiciness at all. We all just, <laughs> no. I could see you reeling back when I was fucking hyping up my man, Froggy Man. <laughs> I, I thought like, you were going to say pig. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I I, to be <laughs> honest, Rocco was to a swamp to farm. I feel like, honestly, for all of your mono white comments, pig could probably slot in pretty well. Yeah. I like Gitrog as a 25 to 16 list. Rocco is, was definitely a um, surprising pick for you. Really? Yeah, I did not see that coming. <laughs> but now. We can move to our cleanup. So, once again, we want to shout out all of our high-tier patrons. Thank you to Usable Object, Cold Ramen, and Geo Justin, respectively. And listen, Cold Ramen, just because, you know, you main some certain characters that we don't like in Smash, it's okay. We will still respect you. Yeah, homie, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> mad love, mad respect. All of you guys really keep us alive. You know, yeah, thank support you. from our patrons has been absolutely amazing, and it's helping us continue to produce this content on a weekly basis, which we would love to continue to do. Make sure you follow us on Twitter for all of our channel news, updates, giveaways, and collaborations. A link to our Twitter will be in the description. Also, please join our Discord below. 
We have 150 members and we are active daily. We pride ourselves on being one of the more community-driven content groups, and we love the feedback we're getting from everyone in our Sadnaws Discord. Uh, you can talk to us about episodes, get deck building advice, or just chat about your day. We'd love to see you there. And finally, whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, please like, subscribe, leave a comment, drop us a review, or share us with your friends. It really helps with growing our channel and gives us the ability to work with new people and reach new audiences. And with that, we will end this episode. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Goodbye. Peace.